The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is Sunday. about the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Oh, let's go. We're just a little bit early tonight. Uh, we're going to be a little bit early every Tuesday night, hitting it out about 7. 55 because it gives everybody an extra little notification a quick five minutes and gets us all through all the preliminary stuff before the show starts at eight a lot of people in the live chats tonight michael hendricks ben allen mm will cray the list goes on and on abby hello abby how are you tonight uh tonight we are covering a very gruesome case like i said in the intro there mary vincent surviving the mad chopper and uh, as joined with me tonight, Kendra J. Rama. Kendra, how are you tonight? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? Good. You got some new lights. Good, it looks good. like yeah. you, uh, you've dialed it in a little bit since the last yeah. episode. This is your second episode with us on the Failure Stop mm -hmm. Podcast channel. For those of you tuning in for the first time, we are the Failure Stop Podcast channel. We are a channel that is there to support first responders five, six, seven days a week now. Uh, so that first responders have something else to listen to other than mainstream radio or mainstream media. So every Monday night, we start off with crime news with the always hilarious comedian, Jay Darrell White. Then we have True Crime Tuesdays with Jay Rama. Then we got Wednesday, political news with Deadleg Media. Thursday, Com Center with uh, J uh, Jonathan Bates. Friday, Case Breakdowns with the easy, the steezy, the beautiful Drew Breezy. Uh, and then we also brought a couple new shows onto the network. In the last week or so, we have the Anti-Hero Podcast uh, with Tyler and Brent, and those guys are amazing. Make sure you type in on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Go to Anti-Hero Podcast, and then also our newest show with uh, the conservative Anthony, at Conservative Ant on the social. He's a big social media political commentator with over a million views across the board, a million subscribers and followers. Uh, but the new show there is called Night Shift, Top Secret Information. You have to type it in uh, because it's a brand new show. Night Shift, all one word, top secret information, or follow Night Shift TSI, top secret information on the Instagrams, and you can hit the link in the bio until it uh, resurfaces itself in the algorithm. But just so many things going on the new show. Please like and subscribe, hammer the like button, and uh, give us a five star rating and review. We haven't gotten a five star rating review on Failure Stop in a, well, I guess since like two days ago. So I didn't see anything post on Monday. I, uh, I check every day, and I love to see them, so please head over to the Failure Stop Podcast channel on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave a five-star rating review. And that's enough of the bull for the night. Let's dive into some true crime. Um, is that gangster? What shirt are you wearing right now? <laughs> this is Punk Rock Bucky. It's he's, Punk Rock. Yeah, he's got, I don't know if you can see, Dead Kennedy's circle jerks it. down here. I see it. I and the see back it. says, Hail the Beaver. Are you a big punk rock fan? I am. Do you indeed. have a favorite like female punk rock band? Uh, the Distillers. The Distillers. I thought you were going to say Sister Mary Rottencrotch. Uh, <laughs> might be a little bit before your time. Have you ever heard of Sister Mary Rottencrotch? No. That's an I have old not. punk band. That's an old yeah. band. I think they're, they're probably from the 80s. Uh, yes, yeah, Sister Mary. Uh, oh, I don't recommend looking them up. I'll have to check them out. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Have you been to a Bucky's before? I have. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's a, um, mind boggling. <laughs> it is. Do they have those in Florida? Yeah. We got a couple. They do. I didn't know they had yeah. Bucky's in Florida. 
Not uh, many. Yeah, it's definitely something uh, to, to lay your eyes on. Now, are you getting <laughs> wiped out by a hurricane currently? Not yet, but we'll see. If I disappear, then you'll know that that's... In a couple hours, we'll know. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, hey, I'm glad you're here with us tonight. And um, just the title alone, Surviving the Mad Chopper, uh, Mary Vincent Case, it sounds like it's going to be gruesome. It is pretty gruesome. Yes, it is. So, And I saw um, some of the pictures on the uh, social media, so... Yeah. Is your Catholic mother in the chats tonight? <laughs> She's not in the chats, but I think she is watching with my okay. Catholic grandmother. So Oh, I will be on my P's and Q's. Sorry, right. you don't have to be. Ah. They're used to me. It's okay. They're fine. I know those Catholics. Come on. <laughs> I know those Catholics. <laughs> oh, all right. What do we got tonight? All right. Um, real quick before we dive in, um, last week. I wanted to address, somebody asked a question about the sign right here, the creep show sign. That is indeed a creep show sign. I saw your question, but I'm still getting used to the chat, so please forgive me. So it's <laughs> a real here. creep show sign? It's like a tin sign that's got the oh. creep show yeah. artwork on it and stuff. So Is that how your whole house is decorated? Are you just like, do you just live yeah. true crime? <laughs> just Halloween 359 days a year? Yes. And then like one week of Christmas and then it's back to normal. Back to normal. Now, do you do you do the um what's the claymation Christmas movie? Rudolph? No. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough. Uh the the Tim Burton one. Oh, Nightmare, Nightmare Before, Before Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you like a big of Nightmare course. Before Christmas fan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, of course. That went real mainstream yeah. for a couple of years. Yeah. I I took my seventh grade picture uh in a Jack Skellington shirt. So maybe I'll send that over to you at some point. It's pretty embarrassing. Of course. You but did. <laughs> of course but, you did. Yeah. So I wouldn't expect um, anything less. <laughs> anyway, let's uh let's get into the Mary Vincent case. Let's so um our story starts in 1978. Again, we're in the 70s. Um, and our girl Mary Vincent has run away from home from Modesto, California. And yet again, she's hitchhiking to her grandfather's in Nevada. So this, obviously hitchhiking was pretty common back then. So people would stand in groups on the side of the road with signs, just hanging out, waiting for a ride. So she's standing with a group of about three people and a blue van pulls up, says, hey, I'll give you a ride to where you're going. The group approaches the van to get in, but the driver looks at them and says, nah, I only got room for this girl here well they look in the van and there's nothing in the van <laughs> so <laughs> they're like hey maybe um don't get in that van <laughs> it's probably not safe yeah. but uh mary's a 15 year old girl she knows what she's doing she's confident yeah. so she's like yeah screw you guys i'm going so she she gets in this isn't creepy at all no not at all especially Have since you ever hitchhiked no no <laughs> i've done no. it a few times when i was you younger, have I did. Um, my 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 mom wouldn't take me surfing, and I lived far enough from the beach that I couldn't walk or ride my bike. But I didn't live so far from the beach that it wasn't, you know, difficult to find somebody on their way to the beach to get a ride. And so, um, because she wouldn't give me a ride, I grabbed my surfboard and started walking down the side of the, the road, State Road 13, towards 210, holding out the old thumb. The old lady picked me up, and I could barely fit my surfboard inside of her. It was like a Buick Lesabre, Ooh, and uh, she did nice. not. She did not murder me. Spoiler. <laughs> well, that's alert. that's good. That's good. 
so they're going along in this van and uh mary is kind of in the same predicament you were in where it was an old guy looks like her grandpa she doesn't really feel any sense of danger so she falls asleep and when she wakes up she's looking around at the road signs and she realizes hey you are not going where i asked you to take me what are you doing and she confronts the guy yeah she arms herself with a stick that she finds in the floorboard and she's like you better take me to where i'm going mister like get the fuck back on track you know oh my gosh like wait like i don't even fall asleep in an uber yeah i know i can't fall asleep in the car either but she yeah she felt safe enough so she she did and um He's all, you know, full of excuses like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I it's force a habit. I live this way. Total mistake on my end. Let me just pull over, take a leak and we'll get back on track. I promise. She's like, all right. So he he pulls off the side of the road. She's obviously extremely suspicious of this guy at this point. So she's kind of absorbing where she's at. She looks down and notices that her shoe is untied. So. She's thinking, like, if I have to run away from this guy, I should probably tie my shoe. She gets out of the van. Yeah. (laughs) She gets out of the van. She's tying her shoe. And she's struck with a sledgehammer in the back of the head. This guy came around and just wailed on her. She's all the rules. Like, zero (laughs) situational awareness from from this girl. Like, how many red flags have we seen so far? Like we have, we've only covered five <laughs> minutes. Gosh, old man, Dude, empty van. Yeah, <laughs> it's all. Yeah, I'm only gonna take like the prettiest one of it. Like she looks around and she's like, "Oh my god, I'm the only, I'm the only hot one in this group." And he, he <laughs> chose me at random. Wow, that's, I'm special. Geez. Now, when you were a cop, did like did you ever like um have the perp sit on the curb and he starts tying a shoe and you're like, "Yo, not today, motherfucker." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, tie your laces together for me. <laughs> yeah. I used to love that when they would sit on the curb and they're like, yo, I got to tie my shoe. And I'm like, why? Are you running somewhere? And then they just say like. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh. As they're like looking where they're going to go. Yeah. <laughs> they're like jumping up and down, stretching their calves out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so uh, she gets bludgeoned in the back of the head. She is obviously knocked out. Yeah. And when she comes to, she's uh, tied up in the back of his van. And she is, this is like in the evening time, it's dark out. And Mary says that she was assaulted, raped, like all night long. This guy would just, oh. he'd, he'd fall asleep, wake up, continue to assault her. Like it was just continuous all night. Um, when the morning time came around, she... uh he was waking up and she's at this point, she's like, okay, just kill me. Like, or set me go, set me free. So she's pleading with him and begging with him. He finally, finally takes her out, stands her up and says, if you want to be set free, I'll let you go. He walks around to the side of the van, grabs something out of a toolbox and he charges at her with a hatchet. Yeah. So, out of instinct, Mary puts her hand up, sure. grabs grabs his hand as he's rearing up like this to attack her. Yeah, yeah. Um, but unfortunately, he takes one, one swing and 
chops her left arm off from the elbow down. What? Cuts it right off. No, like what kind of axe is this? I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's what I was Paul thinking. Paul Bunyan's axe or something? <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's li- she's a little girl, so mate. But I mean, yeah. the bone. I don't know. He he must have been really pissed off. He just took it right off. I didn't so, think it was that easy to cut somebody's arm off. So she says in an interview that she does later in her life that she's confused at this point because she is holding on to this guy with a death grip, but she's falling. And she's not really understanding why she's falling to the ground. So when she finally falls to the ground, that's when she realizes, oh, my arm's gone. So as soon as she realizes that her left arm is gone, she looks up and sees him coming back at her with this hatchet, and he proceeds to hack her right arm off at the elbow. So was she like doing like one of these? And he just it's, it's not clear, but probably because she she's kicking, and when she realizes her left arm is gone, she's kicking and screaming and just putting up the biggest fight that she can. Yeah, but he overpowers her and takes her right arm off. Damn. So at this point, she's been hit in the head with a sledgehammer. She drink more milk. <laughs> yeah. She's been hit in the head with a sledgehammer. She's been tortured all night long. She has lost both of her arms. And the weight of all of this, this attack, it, it kind of just like hits her all at once. And she like kind of passes out a little bit. Um, she comes to and she's she's looking at <laughs> tis but a scratch, <laughs> merely a flesh wound. Just a flesh wound, yeah. <laughs> now now your ankles off. <laughs> <laughs> so she comes to and she's looking at him. And he's kind of doing this, like with his arm, like flinging yeah. it around, acting weird. With his but arm or her arm? With his arm, he's like going like this, and she's <sighs> trying to comprehend what she's seeing, and she realizes that her left arm was still death gripped like holding on to his arm and he's trying to get it off oh my god which is terrifying terrifying to see your own arm it's like a rob this is like a rob zombie movie dude i'm pretty sure rob zombie zombie movie i'm pretty sure he stole this idea at some point (laughs) you ever seen 31 yeah no what is 31 Uh, it's it's a movie about like um it's kind of like the Hunger Games where these people get tricked into going into like a indoor manhunt for rich people. Oh. And one of them survives and she's like totally like beat up and mutilated and all this stuff. It's it's very similar to this story <laughs> without the manhunt. Somebody in the uh, chat said, how long can you live um, with, with a missing arm? I mean, oh, I, I don't I don't know. I've seen. I've seen people lose. I don't think I've seen anybody lose an arm yet. I, I watched a dude um, actually got hit by a piece of shrapnel from a grenade, and it severed like through the bicep, and his arm from the bicep down was just kind of like mutilated and dangling. Um, and but I mean, there wasn't that much blood for that one for whatever reason. Um, but I have seen people lose their legs on motorcycles. Uh, I've seen like two uh, people lose their legs. Uh, both from the, the knee down. By the way, if you're riding your motorcycle really fast and you clip a light pole or you slide off the road into one of those uh, barriers, 
your legs are like one of the first things that come off. So um, it's not as much blood as you'd think, though. Like, you know, it's not like it's not like people that get shot in the femoral artery where like everything is wet with blood. Um, I think your veins just, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I feel well, like the, the first two people I've seen with their legs ripped off, there wasn't an insane amount of blood. Well, the first insane. one, yeah, the first one was pretty clean. It was one strike. So maybe it just, yeah, I don't know. But that's part of the reason why this story is so re- crazy because yeah. of how long she survives with no arms. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so her arms are gone. She's kind of out of it. And this this man, he I'm he probably assumes that she's dead at this point, or at least close to death. So he he takes her and he drags her over to a cliffside and dumps her off oh. a thirty foot drop down a cliff. And they're in Del Puerto Canyon, which is yeah. like I'm assuming that's in the desert or some sort of deserty area. Right, Nevada, yeah. So it's like rocky and it's just she falls all the way down with no way to brace herself. She has no arms. She's totally spent. She rolls to the bottom and she has the wherewithal, even at this point, to sit, to think like, okay, I'm just going to lay here and wait to see if he goes away or if he's coming back. So she lays there for what probably feels like hours and realizes okay this yeah this guy's not coming back but she's starting to feel you know cold and tired and just wanting to sleep probably from the blood loss and she's down here at the bottom of this canyon in the state that she's in and a voice comes into her head and tells her do not fall asleep you cannot fall asleep because he's gonna go do this to somebody else that is where her mind is at, at this point, which is oh, incredible to me dude, at her age too. Servant. Badass. Now I total on, badass. We're, we're, like now I'm like at first I kind of didn't really care about the story. It was just a podcast <laughs> I have to sit in on. Now I'm genuinely interested in this. Uh, what, so where was she trying to go? She was trying to at go to her years old? her grandfather's house in Nevada. She'd run away from her parents and she was out for a few days on her own and she was getting homesick so she she didn't have a great home life right so she was going to her grandpa's house in nevada and so that's crazy she must have had a really shitty home life for her first thoughts not to be like damn i wish i wouldn't have ran away from home but her first thoughts are like i don't want this asshole to do this the next girl that's right yeah yeah exactly so um this voice is speaking to her she's mustered up the strength from this thought that he's going to go hurt another girl that she she has the wherewithal and she's very aware of what's going on she says that she's she was aware of the pain she felt every axe swing every time he raped her she was very aware of what was going on she stayed present the entire time so she musters the strength to get up and she says okay i gotta climb up this cliff but first, let me pack my wounds. And she shoves her nubs into the dirt to create mud out of her blood oh. and just shoves her. I mean, yeah. So she packs them up with dirt. <laughs> she Where'd gets herself up. 
I have no idea, but she's very street smart. I mean, she's, I don't know. She's a phenom of, of an individual, especially in like these kind of stories where they're teenage girls and they kind of just like, some of them just kind of flop over and don't know what to do, which is understandable. But yeah, when like you see, <laughs> I mean, you, you don't have any arms. You don't know where you are. I'd be like, uh, yeah, about that. (laughs) Somebody give me a hand. Oh my God. Where's that? Uh, Like, you're right. Right. So she like, how does she pack her shit with mud? If she doesn't have any hands, she just took her nubs and like shoved them down in the dirt and just like rubbed them around. Oh, that would hurt so bad. Yeah. She did I mean, it. I'm guessing it would hurt really bad. Um, yeah, I'd say it probably hurt really fucking bad. I mean, I I've never been in that situation, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure that would be painful. So, oh my god! And at this point, like your adrenaline's not really running. I wouldn't think it's been hours. You're injured. You're tired. I, it just ugh. Anyway, so she packs her wounds, and she it's now like. It's still the morning time. It takes her all day to climb up this 30-foot cliff with no arms. She climbs up to the top. By the time she gets up there, it's dark. And um, Whoa. So you're talking like this is like a 24-hour battle that this chick's in. Yeah. From the time that she got in the van to the time that she makes it out um, is almost 48 hours. So she's wow. doing all, I mean, it's like a long time that she's like this. So I, whoever asked how long you can live with your arms chopped off, apparently it's 48 hours at least. I don't know. I mean, that's yeah. wild. But she gets to the top of this canyon and she's in total darkness in the middle of nowhere. She's not on a road. He'd driven off the road. So she doesn't know where she's at, but she can hear a freeway in the distance. So Mary will walk in her state that she's in another three miles to the road. And she says that she had to walk like this with her arms up because stuff was falling. I mean, it was like, again, like a Rob Zombie movie. I know she's only 15, which I mean, this is horrible at any age, but I'm just thinking about myself at 15 years old and I don't know if I would have been able to do what she did. <laughs> yeah, I, think I would have just like been like, no, boys, I'm going to bed. <laughs> exactly. <Take> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my gosh. So she walks, she makes it to the road. Okay. The first, a, a car drives up, it's a convertible with two dudes in it. They see her, they take one look at her and they drive off. Yeah, like, I would oh, too. Hell like, no. I'm like, yeah, not today, <laughs> Satan. Not today, Carrie. Get out of here with that. And Mary doesn't even blame him. She's like, I probably would have driven away too because I looked like a horror movie. Yeah, right? Like, Because she got hit in the back of the head with a fucking sledgehammer. Let's not forget how bad your head bleeds. You know what I'm saying? Like, heads bleed a lot. And I have seen somebody get hit in the head with a hammer uh, a few times, a couple of people. And those are like really usually pretty bloody. Yeah, I mean, that alone... should have killed so she's her. She's probably sopping wet and blood all over her hair. Plus, she's had her face like face down, ass up in the back of a nasty ass van 
Oh fuck. And she's missing two arms. Yeah, no. That would that's like what nightmares are made of. On both and whatever sides, injuries and on hers. And whatever injuries she sustained falling 30 feet. I mean, that's 30 feet's pretty tall to oh, fall on rocks. Really yeah. And you have to no... crawl out, plus you're covered in mud because you mm-hmm. like blood mud, like basically that you've packed blood your mud. nubs with. Oh my god. Blood mud's a really good band name. <laughs> I like that. That's your next tattoo. <laughs> blood mud. <laughs> My forearms, blood oh mud. Oh my god, blood mud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or mud blood if you're a Harry Potter fan. Sorry. Um, so <laughs> she makes it to, yeah, she makes it to the freeway. These guys pass her up. Luckily for her, she runs into a another vehicle. It's a newlywed couple who happen to be lost, and they just come upon her in the desert. They stop, they get her, they load her up in their truck, and they take her to. The nearest payphone because there's no cell phones. Right. And they call an ambulance and she's flown to a nearby hospital. She she'd lost half of her blood at this point. She was like going toxic and dying. She was on death's door, but she made it and she still kept her wits about her to the point where when the investigators asked her who done it, she gave such an accurate description that the police sketch that was put out um the suspect's neighbor immediately identified him and was like this is the guy that i know this guy he totally did this oh my god and there's oh, the, sketch. the sketch and that's the yep. picture so they go and, and they arrest to everybody they arrest 50 year old lawrence singleton that's the guy's name so Singleton. And, and her name is Mary Vincent. Mary Vincent. So they arrest him. They take it's a pretty swift um trial process. He is in did she have this to is testify? she did, and she did such a bang up job that the jury deliberate deliberated for like only a couple of hours and found him guilty. He was found guilty of kidnapping, mayhem. Attempted murder, <laughs> forcible rape, sodomy, and forced oral copulation. What is forced now, oral copulation? Um, like, excuse me, but a forced like blowjob. Oh well, I thought that was oral sodomy. Sodomy. I, too. I believe sodomy is like in your ass. Yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah, he gets um, somebody fact check me on that. Make sure I'm right. I'm pretty sure that's (laughs) what it means. (laughs) But usually when they say like sodomy, I just assume oral sodomy, but I've never heard oral copulation. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's it's. But I am for sure going to use oral copulation in about 45 minutes when I go back. Sodomy refers to anal or oral intercourse. (laughs) Law.com. Okay, nice. there you go. All right. Also, I don't think that's going to get you very far if you say that. Um, <laughs> I'm like, yo, hun, let me get some of that oil copulation tonight. Uh, let's move can, on. Can I get it? Can I get an OC? <laughs> She's like, what's an OC? I'm like an oral copulation. Oh my god, that's actually kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> he gets convicted of these crimes in March of 1979. This happened in. 
September of the previous year. So it's pretty quick. He he goes, especially, I mean, nowadays, that kind of stuff takes like a couple of years to go to trial. Um, but he's he is found guilty and he's sentenced to the max at the time, um, which was like 14 years for all of that. Wait, the what? California state. Yeah, Wait, 14 stop. years. What? Mm-hmm. 14 years? Yes. What? You want to you want to take a guess at how many he actually served? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. How long did he serve? Sorry, Grandma. He served <laughs> he served a total of 8 years. <laughs> it gets out on like good behavior? Parole. Oh they granted my. this asshole parole. Yeah. So What's as wrong with, this is in California, so even California was screwed up. Like, no wonder all the serial killers were going to California to do this stuff. They're only looking at like fourteen years. Yeah, Derek I know. Chauvin got twenty-two years. I guess this guy died, but uh, but yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna damn. keep my comments to myself. Yeah, that was pretty bad. And uh, Mary says that while she after she testified she had to walk past him um if you want to pull up that picture of them in the courtroom they're they're inches away from each other and she walks by him and he says if it's the last thing i do i'll finish the job that's what he says he says that to mary when she walks past him like like the true asshole that he is whoa dude if i'm mary's dad Oh my god! I'm putting like all of the money in the in the family together, and I'm going down to the prison, and I'm just what free fudge rounds for whoever fucking knocks this guy off for life. <laughs> yeah. Like ramen noodles, as much as, much as you yeah. want. Yeah. Well. What? Yeah. So he serves his eight years. Technically, I think it was like seven years and nine months, so it wasn't even a full eight years. He's up for parole. Everyone. My wife, uh, real quick, my wife is in the chat. She must have heard oral copulation. She's now joined the chats. She said, this I'm is a sorry. great story. This guy <laughs> should have been in jail forever. Yeah, I don't even know if I'm in the mood for OC after hearing that. <laughs> OC, that's bad. I definitely don't want a hand job <laughs> after this episode. Then that feels sacrilegious. Yeah, that's not. I feel like I'd feel bad. Yeah. I mean, given the circumstances of the case, you know. Yeah, like I don't think I should. I don't think I should do that tonight. Oh. So uh-huh. he's he's sent to the parole board uh, for consideration. Everyone in the state is like in an uproar. Don't let this asshole out. I mean, this is like a huge deal there at the time, and even his own daughter, Lawrence Singleton's daughter, wrote a <clears throat> very heartfelt letter begging the parole board not to grant him his parole. And uh, when he is granted the parole, which was only a year, by the way, um, she writes another letter begging them to put him back in. Don't release him. Because she's citing that he was abusive to her and his her, her mom all of their life. He, he wasn't in their life at the time um, that he attacked Mary. But everyone's like, protesting this essentially but they don't listen they take him for his word and his good behavior and they grant him parole during the year that he's on parole every single town 
that he tried to move to either refused to let him move there or they ran him yeah. out. Dude, how they does would, nobody kill this guy? Like, how does nobody accidentally hit him with a car? Somebody tried. Somebody uh, set off a bomb in his front yard. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't very effective because he lived through it, but... <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, real quick, guys. Tonight's show is brought to you by ghostbed.com. Sleep so good. It's scary. Luckily, it's not as scary as this story that you're hearing right now. And we're going to hear the conclusion of. But uh, it, right now, Ghostbed is offering 40% off. They got that huge Labor Day sale that should get kicked off this weekend. I'm really excited about that. If you don't have a Ghostbed bill, if you don't have the cooling sheets, if you don't have the adjustable base, if you don't have all the things for Ghostbed. Now's the time to collect more. They're like Pokemon cards, right? Start off with the mattress. Then you collect the adjustable base. Then you collect the, the pillow. But listen, I always say, I've always said this on the show. If I had to pick one, my my uh, my ghost bed mattress or my ghost bed pillow, because I travel so much, I would always pick my ghost bed pillow because I cannot sleep without that thing. If I go to a hotel, it goes with me. If I'm on the couch for the night because I want too much oral copulation, I've got my ghost bed pillow. But go to ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack right now and get that 40% off, baby. Um, if you've got 0% down, 0% uh, 0% financing, and that's if you have um, Tim Timothy McVeigh credit. Get you 0% down, 0% financing tonight. Also, tonight's show is brought to you by factormeals.com. Everybody else in the squad room, it's your little first responder precinct. Um, what are the EMS people, the meat wagon? Where do they park the meat wagon? At the garage? the uh, first responder garage there uh, are eating like peasants. You can eat like uh, that. You're not middle-class. You can eat like the rich by uh, consuming a factory meal, which you only have to have a blue collar uh, salary to afford. Uh, but these are meals that are actually prepared by chefs and you can personalize your own meal. It's, it's meal planning to the next level. Essentially you can do calorie conscious protein, heavy uh, not like hundreds of, of menu options here from steak down to uh, manicotti and cheese, salmon, ranch bacon, chicken. They got the vegan options, the veteran, uh, vet, <laughs> veteran, the veterinarian, <laughs> no, the vegetarian <laughs> options. Vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they have it all. Use uh, promo code Wolfpack50, 50% off. Wolfpack50 for 50% off. That's uh, for one week's worth of, of meals, actually. So. Uh, very, very yummy and tasty. I just had one before I came in tonight. So, uh, plus those breakfast shakes are to die for, man. The mango banana, I think, is what the, is my favorite one. I don't know, but it's the mango something. Um, it's a little pinkish. Oh, man, it is so good. Um, it's like a pinkish orange, actually. Um, so that's it for our sponsors. Thank you guys. Support them by supporting us. And again, head over to iTunes and Spotify and give this podcast a five-star rating and review, and that helps us move up the charts. All right, so this guy where is he trying to live still in california yeah he's still trying to live in california i mean he can't leave the state because he's on parole okay so for the for the one year and because no other state would tolerate that bullshit yeah i think part of it was he he couldn't leave the state um but yeah nobody else was gonna i mean like try that in a small town <laughs> yeah see how far you make it down the road yeah, and not how the lyrics go. <laughs> so. yeah. That was written by Sister Mary Rottencrash. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so it's a cover. <laughs> yeah. Jason Aldean's more cultured than we thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, it gets so bad that he can't live anywhere that yeah, the... He's killing himself. <laughs> I know. Uh, 
he tried at some point. I'll get to that. But he, they have to put him up. The Department of Corrections has to put him up in a mobile home on San Quentin property because he could not live anywhere else. It was that bad. Nobody wanted him. So, and meanwhile, all of this, I mean, poor Mary, she, <clears throat> she's living in absolute terror the entire time he's, even when he's in prison and then he gets out and he's, <clears throat> he's still local and she's still, she's trying to learn how to live with her new, newfound arms and adjust back to life and everything. Oh yeah. That's her. That's her. That's her in like the early 2000s. So yeah, that looks, well, I guess you can't tell if that's, no, that's a full fake arm all the way up to the elbow. <clears throat> yes. There oh, she is. That's yeah. her at 15? Oh, I mean, uh, yeah. Cute. Well, minus, yeah, she's uh, young. Yeah. Minus the hooks. She, <laughs> she was beautiful, yeah. But um, she's still adjusting to life after all of this. She can't. Oh, dude, I can't even she, imagine like, what life would be like. She can't keep a relationship. Her parents are not supportive at all with this. They just don't know how to talk to her about it. They kind of shrug her off. I mean, it's it's terrible. And now she has to live with the fact that this monster is out free walking around and she has to live with this permanent disfigurement and relearn her life. It's just it's disgusting. But it actually kind of like gives new meaning to mud blood tattoo. Like it's actually kind of an empowering tattoo at this point. Like if you got yeah. mud blood on you because it's like <laughs> paying homage to like one of the baddest females i've ever heard a story of like oh yeah i don't know man but i could see this girl like like tying like samurai swords to these nubs and going after this guy like what are those movies the uh quentin tarantino kill bill. movies yeah kill bill yeah yeah that'd be a really good movie actually that would be a great movie having the victim come back and use her prosthetics to kill the guy that did it yeah that'd yeah, be maybe awesome she, like hooks him yeah <laughs> <laughs> like Candyman. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he's ser he's serving his parole out in San Qu not the prison, but on prison grounds. His year expires, and he gets the hell out. He moves back to his home state of Florida. Oh, fuck. and he's a Floridian. <laughs> yes, he is. Oh, unfortunately, damn it. See, so <laughs> even Floridians know to go to California to commit crimes like mm -hmm. that because you're not going to get away with that shit in Florida. Yeah, right. <laughs> so he moves back to uh, Tampa, the Tampa area of Florida, in 1990. Wow. So he, again, he went to prison in 79. He's out. He moves to Florida in 90. While he's there, he's he's trying to assimilate back into, you know, the community. But he's really, he's really obviously fucking weirdo. And... He doesn't really like blend in. The, the families are younger and they describe him as just being like odd. And some of them knew what he did, but they were like, well, he's nice to us. So whatever. That's what people I say mean, about Casey Anthony. Oh, she, she killed her daughter, but she's nice to me. Oh my God. Yeah. Maybe her attorney says that. <laughs> she was really nice to me. <laughs> but. Um, so he's he's living there in Sulphur Springs is the town that he's actually in, but it's it's like a suburb of Tampa. And I don't remember what year it was, but at some point or another, his neighbors find him huffing his exhaust pipe from his car. Oh, he's God. trying to he's God. trying to kill himself, God. but they save him. <laughs> they save his ass. <laughs> what? They saved his oh. life. 
I hate so he's. <sighs> oh, I know, God. and they'll they later say like, I wonder if we like they have guilt over that because of what Good. he goes you on should to feel do. Guilty about it. I know, and he's old. Like at this point, he's like, I'd have made him do math, throat but that he's. <laughs> It's like what shove the head on there. Yes. <laughs> Plug his nose and shove his head on there. No, watch the smoke come out of his ears. <laughs> See yeah. if his nose makes one of those like, little whistler tips. <laughs> and then they just put it in reverse and run him over. Yeah. Get yeah, the job done. Right? Gosh, dude. Put it reverse, Terry. <laughs> put it <laughs> reverse, Terry. Back it up. <laughs> come on, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Back it up. Oh God. So they save him and he's he's living his life, whatever. 1997 rolls around. He hires a a painter to come do some work on his house. He gets to the house, the painter gets to the house, he looks in the window and he sees a naked Lawrence Singleton stabbing a woman to death in a frenzy on his couch. Just going what? at it. Mm-hmm. The woman that he was attacking was uh, Roxanne Hayes. She was a 31-year-old sex worker in the area um, that he had hired to come to the house. He claims he told the police when they sh- they showed up because obviously the painter like called and said, "Hey, there's a guy right. stabbing a woman." They show up. He answers the door, covered in blood. And he, yeah, he tells them, he's like really smart, if you can't tell by now. Um, He tells them that she was trying to steal money out of his wallet when he like left the room or something like that. So. She's teaching her a lesson. (laughs) Yeah. Well, when he confronts her about it, she attacks him with a knife. That's, this is his story. Okay. Which is, so of course, like to defend himself, he had to completely annihilate her and stab her. I mean, that's the only option, right? Prostitutes aren't real people. So, (laughs) so anyway, (laughs) um, oh, real quick, before I move on, I wanted to say that while he was in jail, prison, for, oh no, after he got out of prison, while he was on parole, uh, back in California, Mm -hmm. he actually... He sued Mary for, like, defamation of character. What? He sues her. And he claims that he sued her because she, this 15-year-old girl, kidnapped him, used a stick to poke him, quote, poke him, and a demand that he take her where she wants to go. Sure. So, of course, he has to oblige because he's so afraid of a 15-year-old with a stick. And he's driving. So she tells him to stop somewhere at a gas station. And this is the story that he's giving. She tells him to stop at a gas station and they pick up two more males. Two more male hitchhikers. And poor Lawrence Singleton just had to get in the back seat and get drunk with these guys while he was being kidnapped, you know? Yeah. So then he says, 
He passes out because he was drunk. And when he woke up, they were all gone. And he was just in his van. Even though he goes back and says that he was actually driving to Sacramento and dropped her off in a low rent area and never saw her again. So he's giving these two stories. And mind you, Sacramento is like about 90 miles north of where he actually attacked her. Yeah. So he's just, he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit, obviously. Like, he really obviously got thrown out, but (laughs) he had the balls to file it. I mean, like, if you're a victim, like, you know, that's got a way heavy on you too, right? Because you're just like, what? I'm being sued by this guy? Like, dude, I, I mean, obviously this chick didn't have a good home life because any decent father would have ended this dude's fucking bloodline. Like, there wouldn't be another singleton, like, on this planet if that happened to my daughter. Like, I would just murder all the singletons. They would all be dead. Yeah, there's no, no, don't worry about jail sentence. There's no suing. There's no nothing going on. Yeah. 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 So. So now he's hacking up a sex worker. Mm Mm-hmm. That may or may not have been trying to get in his wallet. Right. So he gets arrested. And. He goes to prison again. He gets sentenced to death row. He's oh, good. Sentenced right, to execution. See, that's, that's what happens when you commit. That's what happens when you commit crimes in Florida. You know, you get punished for them. Also, I mean, yeah, that. I mean, Florida's yes, but also like you killed. You, well, you almost tried to kill somebody. You completely mutilated her. You raped her. You left her for dead. Didn't think that she was going to survive because you're a dumbass. Yeah. But she did, and then she flew her badass self to Florida to testify against him in the Roxanne Hayes case. Nice. And she showed up and she said, look what he did to me. (laughs) Don't don't give this guy any slack. Yeah. So he is convicted and he's sentenced um, to be executed. Yes. Um, Unfortunately, though, while he's serving his sentence... Yeah, in 2004, at 74 years old, he um, he dies of cancer in a hospital in a nice, comfy bed. Who lets this happen? I know. I thought fucking, like, jail... I thought, like, um, like prison justice was, like, a real thing. He probably... Uh, he probably liked it because he's a sick asshole. <laughs> and they were like, well, this guy's a freak. Just leave him alone. Yeah. So, Damn, man. And that's that's a sad that's a sad ending. But the good news is that Mary did what go kind of on. Cancer was it? Was it like like one of those like? I hope it was ass cancer, but I don't know what it was. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Penis cancer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, penis cancer. <laughs> yeah, take that asshole. So that sucks. But Mary made the most out of her life. She yeah, went on she- to. She went on to, um, she had some rocky marriages, of course. She had a problem trusting people. I mean, go, oh, go figure. Wow. Trust issues, sure. But she had a couple of kids and she went on to actually be a Were pretty they born accomplished with no artist. Arms? No. Were they born with no arms? No, it wasn't genetic. It was, it was, uh, circumstantial. But <laughs> she's an artist. She started a, um, she started a nonprofit organization for survivors of traumatic events, and she advocates for them. Um, in In the wake of all of this, California changed its uh, mandatory sentencing, and 
change the laws so people don't get sentenced to 14 years and serve eight yeah, of them. Right. Um, some laws changed in Florida as well. One of the investigators was a lobbyist and an activist for that. Um, so a lot of, as horrible as it was, a lot of positive came out of it. And that's the legacy that Mary Vincent will leave for the rest of us. Cool dudes in the chat says, I bet her paintings are better than Hunter Biden's. Unfortunately, they (laughs) probably don't go for the same millions that his his paintings go for. Unfortunately, I mean, does she sell it? She has like a, does she have like an Instagram or something? Like, are we able to like buy this woman's art or support her somehow? You can. She does. um, I think she's got a website and she does gallery events and stuff too. She's, really smart she like customized her prosthetics to where she can make i mean we saw the picture from earlier where she like uses different instruments and stuff like she she's just really um intelligent obviously she's very street smart she's just a amazing individual and she if you watch i survived okay it's the show her story is season four episode one okay listening to her tell the story is obviously very harrowing but you can see the kind of person that she is she carries herself with dignity and she's just just a badass all around they should make like the vigo chavez shirts you know what i'm talking about yeah that's right the chavez shirts but like just of her like her face yeah 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 sign of like women's empowerment you know Imagine like rolling up to a punk rock concert and she's like, you, you recognize it. You're like, hey, is that Mary Vincent on your shirt? And they're like, oh, let's start like doing that. Up, you like fucked up true crime stories too? Yeah. Like, she's <laughs> a badass, you know? Mudblood, check it out. Mudblood. <laughs> I got it tattooed on me, dude. I love that chick. Mudblood she's gang. Rad. Mudblood yeah. gang, man. That's crazy. <laughs> um. Well, so, what happened to the sex worker? She, she lived? No, died. she she died. He was convicted ah, of her murder. Yeah, I, sh- I probably should have mentioned that, huh? You probably <laughs> did, um, but I, I don't think I did. <laughs> um, I, I'm always like distracted by these these chats. Um, man, that is bonkers. That was a bonkers story. Yeah. Oh, uh, listen, a couple people in the chats here. Michael Hendricks says, "I think that shirt needs to be on the FTS shirt lineup." Uh, Corn Pop was a bad dude. Says, I think when these types of animals get cut loose from jail, they ought to be branded on the face and beaten or killed anywhere they are found. Um, I like that. I like that. I like it. Especially, <laughs> like, as fucked up as this guy is, for sure. Now, what kind of brand would we give him? You know, like, what a would big, be the symbol? A giant, just cocking balls on the forehead. Oh, a cock. Like, but, like, how about this? Like, it's like an axe. But the axe is a penis. Yeah. Yeah, like make the weapon specific to whatever it was that they like a warning yeah. label. Like don't don't let this guy around axes or anything sharp. Or honestly, like maybe they should cut his arms off so that he can't yeah. stab anybody ever again. Like, why don't we bring back those types of, of punishments? Where it's like, hey man, you could do life in prison under our judicial system and have the taxpayers pay out or you can let us cut off both your limbs and then you can be out. I think that's fair. That's more than fair. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Cause sometimes death's you, like an easy out, you know? Sure. Life in prison. You should have to live like out. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, don't know. I agree. Um, 
but I am glad that he he died uh, in. I'm glad they died in prison. Now, somebody else in the chat mentioned the uh, Rob O'Neill interview. Uh, if you haven't been paying attention to the Rob O'Neill uh, saga, it is sad that he was arrested for yet another drinking-related incident. Um, but the the Rob O'Neill podcast that was done by Antihero was actually pre-recorded way before he was arrested, so they weren't trying to take advantage of him being arrested in any way, shape, or form. Um, but if you go and listen to the podcast, it is very well articulated. Lots of, of interesting evidence. You can choose to believe the evidence or not believe the evidence, but it's a, a big perception. And then they answer the question, why? Why is it important to know? And, and, and I think after you listen to it, the importance of that is because there are a group of men, very honorable men who feel betrayed and their story cannot be told because they are still doing the Lord's work. And sometimes, you know, when you have people like Delta Force operators, special forces operators, infantry guys, combat, you know, they have a, a lot of these combat MOS type guys. They have a character about them where injustice doesn't sit well with them. It eats at their soul. Or when somebody else is being blue when somebody else, you know, to free the oppressed is what um, the special forces uh, live by. That's there with the, the flash insignia on their crest is a Dio Presso Libier, which is to free the oppressed. And, and I'm guessing in this scenario, Brent was feeling like, you know, the team was being kind of oppressed by this guy making lots and lots of money off of a story that isn't his, it's their story. And so, um, you know, whether you agree with that or not, uh, this well-decorated hero, you know, felt the need that uh, he would give just, a different perspective. He's very respectful on the podcast. He's not trying to tear Rob O'Neill down, but he's trying to say like, look, man, like what you're doing isn't, isn't right. And there's a reason why you're not invited back um, to the club and, and why these guys have kind of blackballed you. So if you're interested in listening to that whole podcast and getting the totality of the story or a different perspective on Rob O'Neill, I like the part of the podcast where it said, did you know Rob O'Neill? And I literally got that message today. Hey, do any of these guys on the anti-hero podcast even know Rob? Well, it would be like you guys defending me because he has a podcast. And people were like, well, do you know, even know Tansy? And I like what their response was. They said, no, I don't know OJ Simpson, but I've seen all the evidence and I have made my own conclusion on what I think about OJ Simpson. So it's, you don't have to know somebody to look at evidence and determine whether they're a good person, you know, whether they were right or wrong, I shouldn't say good person or bad person, but you know, maybe they did something, you know, that they shouldn't have done or, you know, but I really enjoyed that podcast. I actually listened to it twice today because I kept having to take phone calls all morning. So I didn't really get to pay attention as, as close as I wanted to. Um, Michael Hendrick says that you wouldn't defend me. Um, I, I know, I know that you're, <laughs> you guys would pile on. Um, <laughs> the loyalty. Um, one, fuck you. And two, thank you for your $3 a month when you're paid. <laughs> Speaking of which, guys, I did put a heartfelt message up to the OGs, um, to the OG supporters of, of Failure to Stop. I did that on the Patreon. I will try desperately this week to get that video out to the paid YouTubers. Um, but guys, listen, YouTube's probably going to be the first to cancel us. So we're really trying to get everybody over to the Patreon. We do like the paid YouTube members. It helps us a lot. We're just really afraid of election season coming up and getting canceled. And so we want to keep the show going. But um, uh, for you paid YouTube members, 
Uh, we do appreciate you guys, and I'm going to try to get the uh, the video to you somehow. But right now, the audio is up on the Patreon account, and that is a message to the Wolfpack from your fearless leader, uh, which is Drew. <laughs> Drew is your fearless leader. <laughs> um, I appreciate you guys all being in the chat. It says we love you, TNZ, uh, at least a little bit. Um, I love all of you guys. Oh, Mike. Oh, oh. The the Michael the Michael Hendricks left five dollars to the TNZ Defense Fund. That was that was too that was too kind. Um, the only person we really hate on this network is Jonathan from Com Center. Uh, he's the real the 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 real villain on the on the squad. So uh, all that hate can go out to him. Rains blah blah says I still haven't seen the new show in my podcast and Patreon. Is it YouTube only? Um, no, but uh, you're talking about the. Um, conspiracy theory show no homie the conspiracy theory show just type in on well the easiest way to find it is if you're on discord we put the link in the discord but if you go to apple Podcasts or spotify right now you can find it on spotify it hasn't really jumped up in the algorithm on apple yet but if you go to spotify just type in night shift all one word and then top secret information and the new show should show up and if that's a problem go to our instagram and hit the link in the bio on the Night Shift TSI Instagram page. Um, the link is in the bio. But yeah, there it is. Screenshot that on the YouTubes. But you can also watch that on YouTube under the Failure Stop channel. So if you're a YouTube member on Failure Stop, you can still see that on the Failure Stop channel. Just make sure that you hit that like button and you hit the subscribe button as well. And Drew says that he does see it live on Apple Podcasts, and you can see that. So, again, those five-star rating reviews on Antihero and on the uh, Night Shift thing, and that is huge because we want both of those on the iTunes charts before Christmas. be a great way to bring in Christmas to have all three shows, Failure to Stop, Antihero, and Night Shift, all on um, the iTunes charts together. That would just be such a killer way, and, and it's, it's big for first responders. A lot of you guys are asking about the next meetup. Um, we're trying to put that together. November 11th is the live comedy show with myself and Jay Darrell White and a couple of other comedians. That'll be on uh, for, on Veterans Day, November 11th at Insult the Ceiling Company just outside Raleigh, North Carolina. So if you want to see a great Veterans Day stand-up comedy show, um, come on over for that. But we are trying to get to the Orlando area in October for a meetup. And I know that we're running out of time on that. We might push that to the beginning of December. I'm not sure... <laughs> What's going to happen there? Um, so many changes, so much going on with this network and channel. As far as new ads, we've got Manscaped coming back. Plus, my book is in full form right now. It was just pitched before the board. Um, I won't say which one. And then there's also a new movie being made by Diesel Jack Media. And so we got all eyes on that and trying to work out some stuff with those guys over at Diesel Jack Media So um, and Vet TV. So there's just so many things that we got our hands in right now. And that's just, that's, those are called growing pains. That's what happens when you're growing a channel um, and trying to get everybody on the same page. So, But we appreciate all of the help and the momentum. As for myself and the beautiful Jay Rama, we'll see you guys next Tuesday night. Until then, guns up, giddy up.